Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Happy, happy, happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with your kooky and your spooky. Which one's which, Renata? Oh, I think I'm the kooky one. Okay, I'll be ooky. Uh, Your hosts, Anne and Renata, who is kooky. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sunday, the best time of the whole week. Now, who tonight out there is listening for the very first time? Boy, are you in for a surprise. Absolutely. Anything can happen in this show. It normally does. It normally does. And let me tell you, the way my tummy has been behaving today, anything might happen at any second. Oh, dear. (laughs) I have packed myself full of appropriate medications to plug it and dry it up, and I should be good. Okay. I'll leave that to your imaginations. That's great. Now, if you have a paranormal question, of course, we have question time between 8.30 and 9.00. Nine o'clock. Send it through now on zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six, or or just in case the phone dies tonight because yes. that's the first drama and we haven't even mentioned the F word. Tonight, no, we haven't. You can uh, message us on Anne and Renata frightfully good on the Facebook page and pop your question in there. But we are coming up to the hundredth show of True Haunting. Can you believe it? 100 episodes. 100 episodes, girl. That's a lot of research that we've done. That's a lot of headaches. I guess the same thing, but a lot of headaches. But it's also, I think it's really taught us a lot. Oh, absolutely. I have learned so much about the supposed paranormal world and the role of ghost hunters, paranormal investigators, psychics and mediums in these cases Mm. and Learning how some of these stories came about mm. is terrifying. It's, it's a, way more terrifying than the ghost stories. It's an eye-opener, isn't it? Ooh. Mm. There's some people that should be exposed. Mm. Yes, and they're actually looking for a um, part-time uh, tour guide at the moment over at the Ancient Rain. <gasps> no, I shared that. <gasps> I went, oh, oh who would, would want to work so there? so good. Me! <laughs> you wouldn't want anyone that um, is a bit of a... Um, psychopath when it comes to cleaning because you just can't clean it. You cannot <laughs> no. touch anything in no, there. No, 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 no. We recently entered a building that um, we are sort of looking at for um, possible work and um, we said to them, whatever you do, don't clean it up. This is just perfect the way Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. 50-year-old cobwebs and 100-year-old yes. torn wallpaper. Yes, oh, paint peeling. Just amazing. Oh. Right. And cupboards that are locked that nobody knows what's in there. No. Could be a dead body. <gasps> Could be. Could be. I hope so. Mm. Well, not for the person that got locked in there. No. 
Maybe it was the cleaner and the door slammed shut and they never got out and they wondered why the cleaner never came back and how the place got really smelly after they left. Yes. Oh. Do you have a story for us, Renata? I do. I do. I have (laughs) a story about a haunted library in Newcastle, but it's not our Newcastle. It's the Newcastle in England. Newcastle upon Tyne. Yes. Now, this all comes because a video clip appeared to show a ghost opening a door at the Lit and Phil in Newcastle, L-I-T and P-H-I-L. That's what it's called, Lit and Phil in Newcastle, with the library dubbed as the city's most haunted building. So is that literature and philosophy? Oh, it could be. You good egg, you. I didn't even think about that. Oh, a good egg. My brain didn't even go there. Oh, no, it's because I'm so smart. Have you taken one of your pills? No, I'm I'm a smart (laughs) ass. I've taken vitamin C today. I'm ready for anything. All right, so the library is is dubbed the most haunted building in Newcastle. Mm. Now, this was written up by Sophie Brownson, um, and it uh, appeared in Chronicle Live... Uh, and the Mirror UK, the fabulous Mirror, uh, where all good paranormal um, stories come from. Yes, all truth. Everything yes. is truth. So footage shows a ghost appearing to open a door in a Newcastle library, which has been called the city's most haunted building by fans of the supernatural. The spooky incident happened at the Lytton Phil in the city centre while organisation Ghost Northeast was carrying out an overnight investigation on Saturday, October the 29th this year. Oh, it just happened to be right at Halloween. Yes, and that's not all. Oh, there's more. There's more. As a photograph captured during the events appears to show the ghostly head of a man looking out at the group from one of the bookcases in the library's Sir James Knot room. Oh, somebody's got a knot. Yes. <laughs> Steve Watson founder of Ghost Northeast, has spent more than a decade offering members of the public the chance to join his team of investigators on, on ghost hunts across the Northeast. Such a catchy name, isn't it? Ghost Northeast. Mm, yeah. Not. Yeah, it's another one of the Kardashians' children, I don't know. Oh. Kan- Kanye's and... <laughs> oh, I'm wondering what you were about to say there. Kanye. Did, didn't, didn't they call one of their kids like West or yes. South or North or something or other? Yes. Yep. Anyway. Steve Watson, founder. Oh, I've already read that. See, you bamboozle me. We always go out with our equipment and the public have a go. Then we see what happens, he said. Some nights nothing happens, but some nights you get some very unusual photographs, sounds, videos and experiences. Well, look, at least he said some nights nothing happens. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I class the lit and fill as the most haunted building in Newcastle. There are book racks on wheels in the basement and the amount of times we have had the racks moving by themselves. No, that sounds like something else. (laughs) Wrong show. Sorry. Oops. (laughs) We have heard footsteps, seen figures. We have a photo from a few years ago that everybody says looks like a man standing in the basement that was taken by a desk. Oh. That looks like a man. That's really wrongly written. That, that sounds like the man was taken by a desk. That was wrongly well, written. Sounded great as well. 
The latest photo of a ghost at the library was captured by a member of the public during the visit during just before Halloween, but the group didn't spot the figure until the image was developed. Oh, they still develop films these days? Obviously, in England they do. <laughs> we had been getting some noises and activity coming from that area, and somebody said they thought they had, had seen somebody over there. Me pointing to a corner of the studio here. One of the guests took a photo at the same time, but nobody saw what was on the photograph until after it was taken. Hey, Ethel, look at my photo. I think I've caught a ghost. Mm. You know? What on earth is that? I don't know. There's roaring going on out I there. have had a look at it with filters on the computer and I have ruled out unusual orbs or reflections. There are 99 reasons what it could be, but I haven't got an explanation for it. Well, Ethel, I don't know what it is. No. I can see a face and a head, but there's a darkness underneath that it makes look like a body. Oh, that has to be evil if it's darkness. Oh, absolutely. Other people have seen it and said the same. We do try our best to explain everything. We only put out stuff when we don't know what it is as we want to see if we can find answers to explain what we are looking at or we use it as clickbait. No, I said that. That was my outside voice. (laughs) But despite racking up a number of spooky encounters over the years, the 50-year-old... Now, see, why does they have to put his age? It's got nothing to do with it that he's 50. Well, I think it's awesome that there's a 50-year-old out there still investigating. He admits that That's a young'un compared to us. (laughs) ...that he's still left frightened by the unusual experiences, including the latest incident at the Lit and Phil. The group of 24 staying Sounds overnight. Sounds like a petrol station. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get your Wait, cigarettes and fill up the car. Yes, there you go. Yes. The group of 24 staying overnight at the library was left shocked and terrified <gasps> when two heavy doors appeared to open by themselves despite no one else being inside the building at the time. Oh, that would have been cool. We have had the doors open a couple of times in the past and it is one of those fantastic things that just happened, Steve said. We caught it on video this time and it's pretty impressive. Impressive. The doors in the lit and fill are not small doors. They are big, heavy, wooden, old-fashioned doors. Oh, they do have good doors in England. I will give them that. I have been doing it for many years now, but I must admit I was still scared. People were buzzing and excited by it, and there were those who were terrified and those who tried to explain it. That's why we ask people to come along and ask them if they can explain it, to please explain it. As Please it might explain be something that we have missed. The little lit and Phil said there are many <laughs> stories of paranormal name. incidents over the years, and even revealed that some staff have felt someone touching them. <gasps> touch me! On touch the me! Shoulder or back when working in the basement. Now we did Miss Porter's house yesterday, and we did went a, off like a frog in the sock. Oh, we did the Estes experiment, and we had one lovely lady from Camden. Yeah. With a partner who seemed to just channel in yep. to a conversation that was happening. Mm-hmm. And she gave us the most extraordinary replies. Yes. And I was using the thing that Mick gave me that um, amplifies the sound on the um, headphone. So there definitely was no bleed coming out yep. from what we were saying. So she wasn't being prompted by what we were saying. And uh, what astounded me is when you would ask a question and then they would repeat the words that you had yes. just said. Yes. That was wow. That was that was one of those wow moments. And in, in the... Um, 
thing that I just read. Um, they they talk about you know after so many years, paranormal investigators still having those wow moments, mm-hmm. those moments of excitement, and they're far and few between. The yeah. longer we do it, yeah. And I actually had some moments this weekend that I got goosebumps, and yeah. that hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah, that that was a moment. That was an absolute moment with those replies. Yeah, and we also had uh, some of our um, uh, the tripwire and things that were going off at the same time mm-hmm. that she was answering mm, our questions yes and it was sort of up the stairs away from everyone yes so and it wasn't as though it happened like many times so it wasn't something in the mechanism of the item that mm. was faulty yeah it would just do it exactly when she was talking yeah and i i, I remember the um moment i said um i'm I, you know if you've enjoyed my singing on my christmas carols because we're doing christmas carols um I'm going to count to three, and after three, can you make those lights up just to show me that, you know, you're there, and we'd really love it. So I've gone one, two, three, and then all the people on the headphones have gone, three. Three. (laughs) (laughs) The lights didn't go off, but they said three. But I I said, that'll do. I like that. That was good. Made me very happy. Yeah, yeah. So those moments are gold. Yes, we do appreciate them. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And who doesn't love a spooky Sunday evening? And a big shout out to Emma, who is heading off on a bit of a holiday, I do believe. Well, I hope it's a holiday, Emma. So a big thank you to Thrive Broking. Don't forget, if you are looking for some finance and you want to get rid of all those scary parts, drop the wonderful Emma a line at thrivebroking.com.au. And don't forget to tell her that the ghost grannies on Spooky Sundays sent you. Now, Renata... Yes. I forgot what I was going to ask. <laughs> no, we've been frantically <laughs> taking photos of the messages that are coming through because we're worried this phone's going to die any second. Uh, but is it my turn? It is. All right. I've just got to make a noise and uh, get my notes out because I wasn't quite ready. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with my ABC of superstitions mm-hmm. first. Okay. Now we're up to the letter J. Mm-hmm. And I was having a few sort of thoughts on what to go with. Juniper berries or I don't know. Boring. Yeah, I know. So I ended up going with jewellery. Mm-hmm. Boring. No? <laughs> no, there's some interesting things there about jewellery. some interesting yeah. things. Especially what the Victorians used to do. I mean, not the, not Vic- the Australian what? Victorians. But the Vic- <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe they do do strange things with jewellery down, oh, down in Victoria. Down, down I don't know. <laughs> Just, gets worse, Just let us know it? if they do. <laughs> We'd like a photo. Well, remember but, we, we actually uh, found that article we did on teeth somebody was yes. making um jewelry out of teeth yes that was cool oh, i don't don't talk to me about teeth i've, I've hey doesn't renata sound fabulous everyone i've got ptsd she sounds oh. awesome uh look i thought we'd talk about jewelry because there are some interesting things and once again once i started researching it and looking at it i realized that i have heard of a few of these ones mm-hmm. uh so we're going to start off with wedding rings because um, they're supposed to be able to predict a baby's gender. Mm. Now, do you know how they do that, Renata? They put a, they put it on a string. Mm-hmm. Yep, or a, a piece of hair. 
Oh, hair, gosh. Mm. Better have long hair. Yes. And they dangle it over the mother's tummy. I wonder if Claire will let us give her a crack on that. Mm. But well, we, well, we already know what it is, so yeah. that's a problem. So do you know how to tell the difference between the two? Well, if it spins, it's a boy, and if it goes up and down, it's a girl. Ah, so here I've got if it's a circle, it's supposed to be – so it spins round and round in a circle. Mm. That's supposed to be a girl. Okay. And if it moves from side to side – opposite directions mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a boy it's a boy mm. yes I've never actually done that I, I just mm. but I have heard of it oh that's a very very old that's very old, old gypsy way of telling yeah anyone done that and had any luck with it mm. oh, it'd be interesting to know uh, now the other superstition attached to that is that you shouldn't wear someone else's wedding ring uh, because it's supposed to bring bad luck to the person that is married that owns the wedding ring. Oh. Uh, I actually know of somebody who, um, when they were getting married, they were getting married down on the foreshore and uh, it was on the lake and the celebrant couldn't find them, mm-hmm. didn't know where they were. And then they realised they'd left the rings at home as well. It was just turning into a giant disaster. Mm. So... People just kept ripping off their wedding rings and seeing what would fit so they could get married with other people's wedding rings. So the celebrant finally found them and they used someone else's wedding rings Mm -hmm. and they got married. Mm -hmm. They're still together. Well, there you go. Now, I've got a bit of a story about a wedding ring. This is my mother's wedding ring. Yeah. So when my mum passed away, uh, they had to cut her wedding ring off because I wanted to keep it. Yeah. And when I got it, I had a look inside and it had been engraved, but it was engraved with a really odd date. The date was earlier than when my parents would have been married. Oh. Now, this led me to work out that that wedding ring, ring, sorry, wedding, wedding ring would have been purchased... Um, to be a wedding ring for my mother and father when they were married, just before they boarded a ship to come over to Australia after the war. So my mother was pregnant. (sighs) So it was a quickie wedding and they had to have a ring. And so they purchased one from whoever. And, you know, back in those days, obviously, you know, with people dying everywhere, and I know this is a, a terrible thing to say, but there and would have been... this is wartime. Yeah, there would have been people walking around and taking a whole lot of stuff, thinking mm-hmm. that, you know, they might make some money out of it later on. Yeah. Or, um, because I know she had another ring that um, she also gifted me, and she said that because the, the people that were getting out of concentration camps were being given cigarettes and chocolate... That was the yeah what? cigarettes and chocolate. Um, that was the um, the bartering for jewelry. So they oh. actually they actually bought that. That reminded me they they actually bought the wedding ring with cigarettes and chocolate. Or do you think maybe it was um, a second hand wedding ring? Yes, it was a second hand yeah. wedding ring. So yeah. it's somebody else's wedding day yes. in there. Yes. Well, that leads me to isn't that <sighs> isn't that incredible? That's that's amazing. Um, where they say uh, now, where is it? I did find it over there to say that it was bad luck to buy someone else's wedding ring because you would be buying their bad luck. But uh, that's a completely different situation, mm. I think. Uh, all right. Well, pearls. 
Have you heard about the pearls? Pearls. Oh, no, I had a little bit more on wedding rings here. Oops, sorry. Um, The other thing they said uh, is about the smooth golden ring. Do you know why wedding bands are generally smooth golden rings? Why? Because the smooth ring will signify that you'll get a smooth and easy life. Is that why my life is so bad? Because my ring isn't smooth? Uh, what, What have you got? You got a, a, a bubbly one? No, I've got like a. Um, is it three well, different metals? It's what? Yes. Well, oh, I've no, got something about no, that as well. No, Funny you should mention that. <laughs> oh, now, no. if the ring has three types of metal, uh-huh. the newlyweds will never lack affection or love. Oh, that's good. That's good. <gasps> oh, Renata's going to be getting it on into her <laughs> old, old age. <laughs> Lucky Nada. Mm. Uh, right, okay, so another thing is you shouldn't wear pearls on your wedding day. Mm-hmm. I'm screwed. I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. And I just cel- celebrated my 35th wedding anniversary, so obviously there's, yeah, it's wrong. Bad luck. Um, because they resemble the tears that will surround your marriage. Oh. oh. But interestingly, there is uh, the ancient Greeks used to think that wearing pearls to your wedding actually signified love. Mm. And it would prevent the bride from shedding the tears that they look like. Mm. All, all I can think of was someone must have been really hungry at some stage to get one of those big th- shells mm-hmm. and try and crack it open to eat whatever snot was inside <laughs> of it. <laughs> it's horrible. And and then they they found this thing, which maybe back then they thought, oh, that's just rubbish. I'll just throw that away because I really need the flesh. To eat. I need the snot to eat. I'll eat the snot to eat. So, yeah. Like yeah. I used to be able to. I used to love oysters until somebody told me. A, a D- no, don't. Joke don't, about don't. No, 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 no. Go no. spitting no, in oysters. No. No. <laughs> no. And that was it. I was done for life. No. Um, <laughs> oh, very quickly. All right, we've run out of time. Geez, that went quick. Opals. Opals are yeah, absolutely beautiful. I love watching Black Opal Direct. Yes. It's on YouTube, guys. The, the the guy that does it, Justin. He's just a character, and I love watching him work and who would think that you could just sit there and watch somebody grinding away at a, a piece of rock and <laughs> oh, I'm glad you clarified <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh, we were watching him last night actually <laughs> <laughs> there you go alright so there is a lot of superstition around them people will refuse to wear them uh, apparently it goes back now I did find it over here the idea originated with a novel that was published in the 1800s Anne of Geierstein written by Sir Walter Scott. In the book, there was a character who had an opal hairpiece that lost its luster after being soaked with holy water. That that means it was Ethiopian Ethiopian opal. We've learnt that from Black Opal Direct. Oh, right. Um, Yeah, the the character who owned the hairpiece died shortly (coughs) afterwards. While she didn't actually die from the opal, this fact wasn't revealed until the very next instalment of the story, causing many people to assume the opal was a cursed gemstone. Oh, so one stupid boy. Yeah. Created a superstition. Yeah. And the other thing is the the, the clatter. Can you say that? The clatter yep. ring? Well, oh, very quickly. No, we can come back and do some more just in case oh, we don't have oh, the questions. I'll come back to some There's more. Yep. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. 
Oh, big promises there. We've got the answers, Renata. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we are the oracles. <laughs> Uh, look, Robert just sent us a message through saying that uh, when they're taught silversmithing, they make the ring smooth so they don't catch on anything. So mm. that's that's a very common sense thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he Robert actually works with uh, gems and does the polishing and things himself. And I keep telling you he should start his own channel doing this mm-hmm. um, and knows how satisfying it is to see those rainbow colours oh. come up out of the... yes. Yeah. Uh, we do have some questions. Now, Jenny P said, how do clairvoyants pick up on personal things through jewellery? Now, that's your question, Renata. Oh, well, look, some people do work with jewellery and it is believed that precious precious metals can actually capture energy um, or store it so that anyone who has the sixth sense by touching it or putting it in their hands and just allowing um, themselves to sit with the item, that they can feel some energy that comes off it that might give them um, some information about the wearer. Now, we've seen this sometimes on TV shows where they do those those um, psychic murder shows mm-hmm. where they might give people um, a piece of jewellery mm-hmm. that belonged to the person and um, a bit, little bit like a sniffer dog. Yeah, <laughs> so it? a sniffer dog would get a, a piece of clothing which would leave the person's mark on it and then go and try and find a connection. Um, so a, a psychic would or a, a medium would try and focus in on that energetic blueprint, whatever it is, mm-hmm. in that piece of jewellery and see if they can pick up, with some, um, pick up on some information. Do you know what I always used to like to say about jewellery, reading jewellery? What? Bend over, I'll read your ring. Oh. I know. You can't yeah. take me anywhere. Oh, you can't take it anywhere, girl. Um, I want to give a shout out to Kerry, who's listening. She's sending good vibes, white light and a heap of love from Adelaide. Oh, thank you. I can always use some white light. Uh, Evening, Anne and Renata. Sunday comes around so fast. Looking forward to tonight's spooky Sundays. Hi, Catherine. Uh, We did Jenny P. Jenny P. Maxine said, congratulations on your 100th show for True Hauntings. I still can't believe we've done 100. 100. 100. And it's a cracker. The one that we recorded, because oh. we only just recorded it today and it comes yes. out next Friday. Yes. Um, there is two episodes left for the year of mm-hmm. True Hauntings and then we'll be taking a little rest from that. We actually probably won't be taking a rest. We'll be frantically recording because today... <gasps> no, 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 no. I found a really good deal online for some airfares to Germany. And I had to buy it because, as you, I think we told you last week, that uh, my, my husband and I are going to do Dave Schrader's uh, tour of Germany and Prague. And we're actually going to the Hauske Castle that uh, has the, the cover over the pit to hell. And we did one of those oh, in the True Haunting. Yes. And the, the, the Cathedral of Bones, the Church of Bones, it's all made out of skeletons. And there's so many castles that we're just going to be 
sick of castles by the end of it, which I never think could ever happen. But uh, we, we couldn't do it without Renata, so we've scraped the pennies together and got her deposit in. Yay! And uh, now we just have to pay it off over the uh-huh. next couple of months before we go, and uh-huh. we'll do it. We'll uh-huh. make it happen. Uh, but I found a really good deal on airfares. Yes. To Germany. Mm-hmm. Renata was a little worried. I was, just slightly. Because we're, we're used to flying major airlines yes. that we, we know well. Yes. Uh, but we, we are trying to save our pennies, so we, we do need to make little... Um, so they're putting me in a cage and I've got to yep. travel down yes. with the luggage. Yes, we'll put a bowl of water in for you and Thank if you're you. a good girl, we'll give you a biscuit. Thank you. Um, no, we actually uh, found some really fantastic airfares to uh, Frankfurt, Via Vietnam Airlines. Lord now, help me. Lord I help me. One of my favourite things to do at the moment is to research airlines, and because we haven't been able to fly much over the the C word, which we won't say because you know what happens with your ratings as soon as you say the C word. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I just enjoyed watching um, the economy, the premium economy, the the business class flights, the first class flights. One of these days, one of these days, we'll be on one of those. But um, I I had actually seen Vietnam Airlines, and I knew that they had a really good reputation. Mm-hmm. And I went back in and I double checked, and sure enough, the food is really beautiful food. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a, I think it was a twenty nine hour flight. There is like a six hour layover in Vietnam, but then I saw somebody at the Vietnam airport where they were buying all this beautiful food to eat, and I thought, oh, I'll be fine. Uh, and six hours. Oh, suck it up, girlfriend. Six. Well, it's it, not as bad as the Japan thing that you were going to make me do. Yeah, well, that was only 16 hours in the airport or 18 <laughs> 16 hours. 16 hours. Come on, we'll be fine. Because, yeah, anyway, it, it was yeah. only $800 to fly to Germany. So I was really stoked with that. Mm-hmm. And that included your baggage. We mm-hmm. didn't even have to sit on the wing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we booked it today. Yes, now so we are we are locked in, people. We, that's it. When's that happening? We can get there, but we can't get home. <laughs> uh, that is, we're flying out. Um, I wanted to fly out on the tenth of July, which was the Monday, but they don't fly on the Monday. Mm-hmm. So we either had to go on the Sunday or the Tuesday. And I was getting worried the Tuesday was getting too close to the start of the tour. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it again. I thought, well, that saves us one night's accommodation mm-hmm. somewhere. So mm-hmm. I actually booked it for the Tuesday, the eleventh mm-hmm. of July. Mm-hmm. And we'll be away on my birthday. Oh, so I'm nice. going to be celebrating my birthday yes. in a castle somewhere in Prague. Yeah. I'm sure we can sleep on the bus. Bus? There's a bus? Well, oh, we'll, the bus we'll, that takes us around Germany. Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. Watch out, Dave Schrader. We're coming for you. The ghost grannies in the silver fox of Australia. <laughs> We're coming for you. Oh, dear. Oh, hang on. Now. I'm supposed to be reading out other people's questions, aren't I? I can't help myself. Uh, we are up to... Oh, by the way, it was uh, Kerry that got the first award today. Thank you, Kerry. Michelle said, do our deceased loved ones send us guidance in our daily lives? What a fantastic question. Well, only if you're aware of it, I guess, and only if um, you take advantage of the signs, the signs. I think sometimes we pay too much attention on external things trying to tell us what we should and shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. We are always giving our power away to something else. Mm -hmm. And it's like you don't trust yourself to make your own decisions in life. And it's something that should not be practised too often. So with everything like this, yes, you can look for guidance in other 
directions. You can hope that your spirit team or your loved ones are there to send those signs and signals to you that you're doing the right thing or you're going in the right direction. I wouldn't worry too much about trying to please them. Please yourself. Do what you think is right for you and they will always be happy for you. They've, they've lived their life. They want you to live the best life that you can. But waiting, and this is what I get all the time, especially when I do my tarot, people will come and ask, am I on the right path? And that's a really difficult question because your path can change from one year to the next, depending on your circumstances. And the path you're on right now might be teaching you a skill that you need to cross over to a different path. Exactly. And that's what I have found in my life. So you are always kind of on the right path, depending on what the lesson that needs to be learned is. And sometimes that path isn't a nice one to be traveling, and sometimes it's absolutely fabulous but all paths are going to lead you somewhere and you know just tapping in every so often and asking your family and your ancestors to signal you in some way and kind of go just let me know that you're there you know it's it's just let me know you're here and that you're listening to and seeing what I'm going through is can be can be comforting yeah hmm nicely answered Renata Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And thanks for joining us on Spooky Chat, the best spooky chat in Australia, the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, it's only probably the only spooky chat on a Sunday yeah, night. Shush. <laughs> I'm trying to be dramatic here. You oh, did, okay. That didn't help. All right. Lisa said, hello, aunties. What's the most unusual or unexpected haunted place you've heard about? Different from jails, castles, hospitals, hotels, homes, etc." Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think one of the surprising ones for me is brand new houses mm-hmm. that uh, people say, you know, I've got a brand new house. Why is it haunted? Why are there things going off in there? And mm-hmm. we know what that answer is, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. Yeah. Do. Demons. It's not. <laughs> it's demonic. Absolutely. Yes, it's, it's on an Indian burial ground. Yes, and, yes. Um, and uh, there is a witch that had a well nearby yeah. that drowned in it. Yeah, and there's a, a, a black monk yep. that lived down the road. And, and the woman in white. Yes. The Victorian dress. Absolutely. Child with yep. there curly there was blonde hair, ribbons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There you go. We've Thank you, that one. Thanks, Thank Lisa. You. Uh, <laughs> no, what that normally is is that uh, the person themselves uh, has somebody that's hanging around them. I don't like to use the word attachment because it sounds like it's hooked onto you mm. and you can't move. And I just get this visualization of a, the alien creature off alien movies yes. where it's wrapped around your face and sucking yeah. the life out of you. And and sometimes, well, often, you know, or all it takes is for someone to tell a person once that they have an attachment. Oh, you've got an attachment. And that is it. They have just jumped down that rabbit hole and they cannot get back out of it. It's a terrible thing to say to people. Mm. Yeah. Psychologically, it's very, very damaging. I find it interesting that some places underwater are said to be haunted and I kind of think, how do they test for that? Well, remember that uh, when they did that, what was it, the tiger 
thing, the Tiger King, whatever it was. Um, Bill Chappell ran that experiment where he ran pipes down through the swamp part uh-huh. and uh, they did EVP recordings through that. Wow. Uh, and I think they got something, if I remember correctly. Does anyone else remember that episode with Bill Chappell and the, the Tiger King or whatever it was, you mm. know, where the woman disappeared and Joe, whatever his name was, ended up in yeah court. Jail. Jail. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so, so, yeah, underwater would, is fascinating for me. You could take a an EVP recorder down underwater in a waterproof container, I suppose, and mm. pop it in there. Use it like a devil's box. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if, like, the Titanic, mm-hmm. how many souls are down there? When we did the USS Arizona the other week, how mm-hmm. many souls are down there? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they need to worry about breathing underwater. I think, you know, they can hang out down there. There's a, a lot of caves and things, too, that seem to hold a lot of energy. Um and people have explored over the years, which is quite interesting. Hmm. I'd love to go to Egypt to some of those. Um, Egypt doesn't call me. It really doesn't. Mm. I don't know why. I had a fear of Egyptian things when I was younger. I don't know why. Or maybe a past life experience. Oh, that's, oh, what's past life? You, you may have been yeah, Cleopatra. That's it. And I swallowed the pearl to prove Mark Anthony how amazing it was. Um, yeah, I just read that in my jewellery okay, history. Right. Anyway, <laughs> um, now we have a spooky question here from Maxine. My spooky question is, how do you know when the spirits have gone to rest in peace and have moved on? I think there's a change of energy again where we're looking at those subtle energetic changes that are occurring around us all the time and this is something that you really have to train yourself to do because in most cases people don't even tune into that in their modern world. They're worried about doing the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. And of course, a dear old mobile phone tells us everything that we need. So actually sitting quietly and just allowing your body to connect with whatever energies are around so that you can feel changes and differences is really important. Now, we were talking about this during um, our Miss Porter's house on Saturday when we were saying to them, it's okay to say you feel nothing at all. That doesn't make you unspecial. No, you don't have to be feeling something all the time. But when something weird does happen, then you have that point of difference where you can say, well, this doesn't feel like nothing. This feels like something. But you've got to name what that something is. You've got to give it a name. Mm -hmm. You've got to give it a word. Is it colder? Is it hotter? Does it make you feel something? Oh, I remember you so doing that to me. You're making me drill down on what are you feeling, and What are you going, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know means I can't put a word to it or I don't want to go there. Yeah, probably mm. the latter for me. Yeah, so that's kind of where you start. Um, and again, you've got to give it time so that you can see whether your life is changing, whether your world is better. You, you are in a better place than you were before. If you feel that you've been followed by bad luck or if bad luck is is happening to you, um, the magic isn't always happening because of a psychic medium. The magic happens when you agree subconsciously that whatever has occurred has occurred. Oh, okay. You get what I mean? You acknowledge it. So a psychic medium can say, the spirit is gone. Yep. Yeah, but if... 
you then turn around and go, no, it hasn't. Yeah. No, it's not. No, no, it's still here. Whether it's gone or not, you're still creating that energetic link. Right. You haven't let go. So you've got someone that is running the orchestra, yep, but it still depends on the person going, okay, I believe that this person is now gone and you physically, emotionally and mentally cut the cord. Yeah. And two psychics uh, or mediums can have different experiences at the same time and both be right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And both be wrong. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's head off to the song before the news. And this is one of your faves, Renata. I think Bonnie's chosen well for us this week. Mm-hmm. And Sky, thank you for sending us through all those songs. We'll have to hold off till next year because we've got the playlist in for next week already. But we will we'll uh, get there. We'll get there we'll eventually. Get there, Sky. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays, everyone, with your hosts, Anne and Renata. And I don't want to be saying to you what Anne was doing in the background there, but shenanigans are ensuing in the studio. Let me just say that. Would you like to turn my microphone on, Renata? <laughs> Oh, one. Oh, one. Thank you. Oh, my God. What have you turned? <laughs> See, it's because of that. It's because of that. Everything is, I can't even tell you. I can't Somebody, even tell you what's happening. Somebody's taken the arms off this chair and I can't get on it. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Well, uh, in this hour, you are going to hear about a interesting ghost in Scotland, in Glasgow. <laughs> Should I record this, Anne? No. <laughs> um, you're going to also hear about the Jenny Dixon ghost and, of course, we have Christie's Magical Moments coming up. Yes. Are you going to sit down or not? You're just I can't stand. physically oh, get on the Lord. chair because I use the arms to get up on the chair and somebody's taken it off. Would you like mine? These, these are these stools that, like, they're the office stools. chairs. Oh, no one likes it. No one likes no. a stool. And it's... <laughs> It's up really high, and um, normally I hook an ass cheek on it, and then I grab the arm <laughs> of the chair and I pull myself up. But somebody's taken the arms off, and yeah. I, I don't have time to work out how to get on the chair. Oh, baby! I know. Oh, I'm, I'm quite devastated. Sad. Well, you you go over there and you try and get on that that stool while I do my story. I'm, right? I'm going to climb the stool. Mm. <laughs> So, how creepy ghost stories help us deal with the real-life trauma that haunts us. Isn't that interesting? And this is kind of a proven fact that people will entertain themselves with horror movies and ghost stories and paranormal because that in some way takes away from the trauma and grief of their normal lives. Oh, Lord, I've got to sweat up now. So, let's get into this. On a lonely road north of Sydney, locals talk about a woman in white who appears to motorists. But the true horror lies in our need for such tales. Elizabeth Rawlings and her then-teenage daughter Sarah were on their way home from a picnic dinner at Nora Head one night when they decided on a whim to drop into Noraville Cemetery. It is a visit they will never forget. The sun had already set when Sarah pulled up to the driveway of the graveyard. It's 
Easter Cemetery on the New South Wales coast. Besides the hundreds of granite markers, there was a, a little else to keep them company. With the car still running, Sarah glanced across at her mother and quickly realised something was not right. She was possessed. Elizabeth began to describe what she could see, a dark-haired woman dressed in white blocking the entrance. But as she pleaded with her daughter not to panic, her gaze suddenly shifted to the back seat of the car. Sarah's pulse began to race. Mum, she's in there, in the back seat, isn't she? Sarah asked, to which Elizabeth replied, she is. The pair believes Elizabeth had seen the spirit of Jenny Dixon, a young girl said to have been sexually assaulted while hitchhiking on Wilford Barrett Drive in 1970. The story goes that the girl eventually died from her injuries and a local legend has it she is buried in Noraville Cemetery. Although there is no headstone and no record of anyone by that name or indeed any headstone from 1970 that could match the story. Let, let's let's I'm, not. Shall we unpack this? Let's, let's not let that get in the way of a good story. That oh, there is no evidence. There right? is no evidence. There's no evidence. Please watch the uh, Isaac Butterfield special, Devil's Advocate, Most Haunted Beach, and the Most Haunted Road, because we've done a story on this with him, and also we um, did a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's a complex tale. Let me go back to this. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a complex tale with links to the wreck of a coal schooner called the Janet Dixon in 1870, after which Jenny Dixon Beach was then named. Why the name changed from the boat to the beach and the rumoured assault victim's own links to the beach are unclear. It is not even certain if her name was Jenny Dixon. Oh, well, just everyone just made stuff up. Yeah, it it became an urban legend. Hmm. Despite any lack of evidence supporting the story, it has flourished for decades among Noraville and Tukley residents and well beyond. It inspired the 2011 horror film Jenny Dixon Beach. Which apparently is shocking. And has attracted, <laughs> oh, I got a look. <laughs> and has attracted many curious paranormal investigators hoping to communicate with her. I'm going to yeah. look up the IMDb um, review on it now. Oh, giving me, please. I'm not being paranormal horrible to the investigator people. Paranormal investigator Nadine Gray, part of Amazon Prime's Haunted Down Under team, which they didn't ask us, did they, no. has never looked into the legend of Jenny Dixon, but note spirits tend to attach themselves to areas that are personal oh, to them. When there is an element of tragic or horrific death involved, we tend to find those victims or people tend to be attached to those places more so than people who pass peacefully, Grace says. Okay. The Jenny Dixon story is believed by some locals to be linked to the documented case of the Holmes sisters, 18-year-old Grace and 11-year-old Kathleen, who went for a walk to Nora Head Lighthouse in 1950 and never returned. A day later, their bodies were found in a swamp near Tuggera Lake. A local fisherman was charged but not convicted and the case remains unsolved. Now, Federation University Senior Lecturer in History, Dr David Waldron, says ghost stories, urban legends and folklore have cultural value and reflect issues and anxieties in our society. The Central Coast has a long history of shipwrecks and historical tragedies. Yeah, they did. Because remember, we went up to the Norahead Lighthouse and yeah. there were so many ships wrecked up there. Mm-hmm. But recent years have produced more contemporary traumas with the area following a nationwide trend of ever-increasing sexual assaults. This is terrible. This year, the area was dubbed the child abuse capital of New South Wales by the Daily Telegraph. 
after the local government area recorded more child sexual abuse incidences than anywhere else in the state. Wow. And all of that feeds into the kinds of stories which communities tell to each other. Urban legends are created all the time and some fall by the wayside, Waldron says. But many just continue indefinitely and become deeply entrenched in our culture because those issues are still there and we're not grappling with those issues. So in the case of Jenny Dixon, Waldron says local folklore has likely merged with the urban legend archetype of the vanishing hitchhiker. And the vanishing vanishing hitchhiker appears all over the world. It is not a localised thing to Australia. You will find stories of vanishing hitchhikers everywhere. Most often it's a young woman, sometimes an old woman. They can sit in the back of your car, usually behind you and not next to you. You'll have a conversation with them and they disappear and vanish. And sometimes they will say something ominous and disappear. Like, hello. That's a great story, Renata. Mm. I like how they, they looped it back into the um, the roots of the story. Oh, that's really wrong when it's considering how they died. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, where the, the story came from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very good. Um, look, I've got to give a shout out to Ian Roth. Now, he gave, uh, he did an interview with us the other day. Oh, my words are hard as well at the moment. He interviewed us for his podcast uh, a few weeks weeks ago and it's called the regression session with ian roth so check it out i think he's put it up on youtube now um we were naughty as always we can't behave ourselves but it was good it was a really great session and he's a lovely lovely gentleman and this is someone who takes his time to help people through hypnosis Mm -hmm. to remove spirits that are we'll use that word attached in some way Mm. or when people feel they have something else going on within them that makes them do the things that they do which is spiritual bypassing okay (laughs) (laughs) the spirits made me do it it wasn't me i can't help no but he recognizes that as well Yes, he's very grounded in the way he he speaks and talks, and we were actually quite amazed how aligned we were. Yeah, but with just different language. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, lovely, lovely gentleman. Now absolutely we also beautiful. have the Wyong Milk Factory that is coming up on Wednesday night. If you want to come and see Renata and I get up to our shenanigans, uh, that is seven p.m. this coming Wednesday night. Book that through the Wyong Milk Factory, and it will be the Christmas edition. Yes, <laughs> yes. it'll be a hoot. We'll have Christmas hats and all that. Sort oh, of will stuff. we? Oh, geez, I have to go out and buy some Absolutely. now. Absolutely, Santa hats. Yes, I'm going to have all my rubber chickens there. We're going to have a hoot with the rubber chickens and now, the ukulele. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome back. And remember, if you want some flexible finance, and who doesn't want flexibility in their oh, lives? Flexibility is fabulous, right? Oh, you've got to go to Thrive Broking. Oh, I love the way you said Thrive. Thrive yes. Uh, and they have solutions for you for individuals and small businesses without all of the spookiness. And tell them the ghost granny sent you. Oh, did that just come out of your mouth? Yes, it did. Oh, she's owning it. I'm so happy we can finally own it. And we are saying that the ghost grannies and the silver fox are heading to 
Germany. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's okay. That's Roman? So, no, no, I don't know who that is. <laughs> In case you didn't know. No, was it me that dubbed in that? It was somebody else. Yeah, it was Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering whether they have any special like beer festivals or something over at that time when we're there. July? Yeah. No, it's October. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But, you know, you know what the What sort of European descent are you? <laughs> well, I'm not German. Um, but it's going to be summer. Maybe, maybe they've got something else going on, the cider festival or something. Maybe, we'll look it up. Maybe it can be the Brot Festival. The bread. No, the sausage <laughs> festival. Oh, oh, well, I'm going to be having a sausage <laughs> festival and you're going to share the room with us, so have fun with that. Oh, no. oh, I have got a story for you that I have dug deep into donkey junk, which sounds really <laughs> dreadful, but it's this really little uh, cute website that Renata introduced me to, and um, I found a ghost story for you. Yeah. Mm, we're going to talk about a lovely couple. Pardon me, a lovely couple that that was the ghost. The ghost did that. <laughs> Just made my voice pop. It could have been worse with my stomach today. It could have been something else. Um, so. <laughs> Just going downhill again. Keep going, keep the going. The second half always goes keep, downhill. Keep paddling. <sighs> uh, bail. Right. So a uh, lovely couple that were looking for a stylish house uh, and they wanted somewhere nice in Glasgow and they found a place called Blythe's Wood Square in the centre of Glasgow. Oh, why would where you? Where there are it's fine... Terrible. Uh, it's terrible. I've been to the centre of Glasgow. We were in the centre of Glasgow, remember? No, that was your other travel buddy. No. We went to Edinburgh. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, Renata. I went with my other travel buddy <laughs> and I went to the necropolis. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I go. read my story yes, now? I hate being interrupted. <laughs> Oh, right. Anyway, there's fine Georgian buildings mixed in with a lot of history, but now they've got um, sort of officers and lawyers and accountants in there. But it used to be a red light district Mm. in the olden days. Um, People people in Glasgow are all drunk after three (laughs) o'clock. They need to be to stay warm. Uh, And it's more of a residential area and uh, now, and it's considered to be a very desirable place to live. One particular gentleman was house hunting in the area and came upon a house, wiped it off and (laughs) apologised. That's my husband. (laughs) He says that all the time in the... Anyway... I've broken her again. How is it I managed to do this with a ghost story? <laughs> anyway, he found a house in Blyswood Square that was for sale. Upon, <coughs> I don't know how we have a sponsor. Upon inspecting the property, he was very impressed with it. <laughs> All with the exception of the bathroom. There was something odd about the bathroom that gave the, the house a very unpleasant air. <laughs> Yeah, there was an unpleasant air in my bathroom today too. Um, the gentleman could not quite work out what it was. I don't want to say he didn't want to put his finger on it. But <laughs> the room had a cold and dreary atmosphere. But there was something else. Yes. Something foreboding. The room made him shudder with anticipation. The thought of having a prestigious address like this so, sort of was too tempting for both him and his wife. So they thought, you know, duck it. We're going to get the, the house and we'll just paint the bathroom. We'll put some nice pretty colours in there, a couple of curtains, a, you know, a, a, door. a, a vase of flowers. Yeah, a door is always nice. 
The what doors. is with this tradition of no uh, doors on toilets? What, what's going on? That reminds on? me, I have to send the shower curtain back. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> so they bought the house and they... Don't ask. <laughs> just don't ask. Do not We ask. have ADHD brain. We just squirrel <laughs> left, right and centre. Our stories are very disjointed, but I hear that you all enjoy them, so that's good. Uh, the gentleman still didn't feel really good about using the bathroom. In spite of its bright new paintwork and in spite of his family's reassurances that all was normal, he did not like to close the door when he was having a bath. Mm. Mm. His wife, however, protested at such immodest behaviour. God, I'm glad she doesn't live in our house. Roman's hardly ever got clothes on. I have to get Renata to warn me when she's coming over so he puts (laughs) something on. Um, Yeah, and Steve, just remember that when you're house-sitting, he sits on that lounge (laughs) naked. So, sorry, I I digress. The gentleman had to respect her wishes because she didn't want to see any floating bits in the water. The next time he went to take a bath, he summoned up the courage to close the door behind him. Mm, That was his first mistake. It was. The gentleman could see that there was no one else in the bathroom, but in spite of all this, he still had the distinct feeling that there was someone else there. It was uncanny. Trying to ignore his feelings of whoa, he placed his candle. Oh, wasn't that so new age? He's put a candle on his bathtub uh, at the edge of the bath, undressed, (laughs) and stepped into the water. Oh, it's chilly. Hardly had the gentleman got into the bath, however, when he heard strange sounds coming from the fire grate. Okay. They've got a fire grate in the bathroom? Maybe that's how they warm the upper areas yes with the fire downstairs Keep going. he tried to <laughs> ignore them but they persisted he got up and out of the bath to investigate i'm having visuals his heart was hammering cautiously because he didn't want to slip he stepped out of the bath frozen with terror he then heard the sounds of loud splashing coming from the bath someone was in the bath washing what? But that was impossible. There was nobody there. The gentleman hardly had time to ponder upon this, for only for after only a few seconds, he heard the cupboard door behind him opening. A figure stepped out of the cupboard. The gentleman could hear the rustling of skirts and the cloying scent of perfume. The gentleman had no time to get out of the ghost's ghostly figure's way. A chilly foot, oh, must have cold feet, you need slippers, in a high-heeled shoe stepped on his back quite carelessly. I don't know, was he lying on the floor? <laughs> I'm really confused that first off the cupboard door is opening and now a high-heeled shoe is stepping out on his back. Okay. Uh, Anyway, as the spectre of a woman, apparently oblivious of the gentleman's presence, made her way towards the bath, the gentleman gasped (gasps) and listened. Sounds of a struggle came from the bath. A violent struggle. There was much splashing and thrashing about. Then all of a sudden... The noises stopped. The woman turned to face the gentleman, and through the darkness he saw a ghostly white face, startling in its luminosity. The face was obviously, how was it obviously, that of a beautiful woman, but it was contorted with an expression of pure hatred. 
The gentleman had seen and heard enough. He fumbled his way to the bathroom door, unlocked it, and fled naked to the safety of his bedroom. When he told his... By the way, I'll put the naked in. Okay. He picked your drawer up. It's on the ground. When he told his wife what had happened, he was met with ridicule and told not to be so foolish. His fear was dismissed as mere hysteria. There was that candle. It was the fumes. Mm. Then one morning, the gentleman's son went to use the bathroom and was greeted with the sight of a dead man floating in the bathwater. His screams alerted the rest of the family who came running. When they went into the bathroom, they could see nothing. But when they were coming out, there were all... That's a typo. They were all witness to the sight of a beautiful dark-haired woman. A look of unmistakable hatred on her face, weeping past them into the bathroom cupboard. The family left the house. No matter how desirable the address, the spectral inhabitants made life there unbearable. Once they had found themselves a suitable, less sinister place to live, they made inquiries about the history of the house in Blythewood Square. Their investigations were quite enlightening. Apparently the house had once been the property of a wealthy man married to a Spanish woman with a violent temper. The man had been found drowned in his bath one morning. The circumstances had been suspicious, but no foul play could be proved. And his beautiful widow left the country. The gentleman and his family knew the terrible truth about what had happened, and the man, and the man now realised that he had experienced what the ghostly reenactment of the whole sordid affair. That didn't make sense either. It is said that it is the ghost of Madeline Smith. Oh, that's such a Spanish name, isn't it? <laughs> of 6-7 Blythewood Square after she allegedly murdered her lover, Pierre Emile Angelina. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my story. Oh, is that it? That's it. Oh, oh thanks. That wow. Was, okay. that, that, was, that was sensational. That was riveting. I loved it. Oh, thank you. I loved it. Fancy being in a cupboard for the rest of eternity. Oh, no, she's in a <laughs> cupboard in the bath. It's only residual. She doesn't even know they're there. They're just watching something that's playing years ago. It's just like yeah, going to watch a horror stepping flick. out of a cupboard? Oh, no, he's back. God. When he's naked. Oh, maybe it's the prostitute thing. Oh. Maybe that's something they used to do there. I don't know. Anyway, we better get it. Yeah, song. we've got to go. Because we'll Christy's waiting we'll for us. We'll work this out while the song's on. Yeah. Crystals, spells, moon cycles and more. Christy from Spells and Spirits takes you through different aspects of magic. It's time for Christy's Magical Moments on Spooky Sundays. Boom! We're back. (laughs) That dance was amazing, (laughs) Renata. Yes. I was barely keeping myself together there. If you could have only <laughs> have re- recorded that. Well, yeah, it's a bit like that. Think, think of doing the, um, the the movement of showing like a, a steam train chugging along and the, the arms going back and forth in circles. That was her dance. It was great. That's just fabulous. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello, hello. Welcome to Miss Christy from hello. Christy's Magical Moments. How are you today? I am good. I've spent... A few days with my family, my little baby niece. So it's just been lovely. That's awesome. But, lovely. But we have more important things to talk about than your life. Oh. We do. <laughs> we do. What the is... world of 
revolve around me. It revolves no, around me. Um, the summer stuff. Yes. Oh. yes, yes, the summer so solstice. The part of the world of the year, mm-hmm. yes, is the summer solstice, which is going to be on Wednesday the 21st of December, Thursday the 22nd of December. And the summer solstice is the longest day of the year, the shortest night. Mm-hmm. So from the 21st, the nights will get longer and longer, except in daylight savings times where we picked up the sun and hurled it an hour into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear it fades uh, curtains, you know. Mm. That, that extra oh. hour of daylight every day fades the curtains and upsets the cows. <laughs> it's just craziness. <laughs> but with the summer solstice, it's a good time to, if you don't have an altar, to build an altar. If you do have an altar, it's a good time to refresh your altar. Right. I need to get all the incense dust off mine. (laughs) (laughs) Make make, um, black salt out of all those. Yes, I do. I I remember you told me that last time. I keep a little store of it now. Yes, yes. Sprinkle that stuff around. Um, So your summer solstice altar. So thinking of all things summery. So if you want to put a new cloth on it, use a nice bright coloured one. Um, decorated in traditional summer things that, you know, that are summer for you, whether it's fresh flowers, um, a candle in those sort of summer colours of white, yellow or orange. But whatever summer means to you, even if it's, you know, a a seashell off the beach, whatever summer means to you. Summer means the air conditioning. Oh, yeah, I'd have to put a fan on my altar. (laughs) (laughs) The the remote control for the air conditioner. (laughs) Oh, dear. And an ice cube tray, yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so so spruce up your altar for um, the solstice and do something that you love all day long. Now, when I had a look at some things that um, suggestions for doing something you love all day long, mm-hmm. being it's the longest day of the year, mm-hmm. you could celebrate by having an all-day party. To me, that sounds absolutely horrible. Just <laughs> <laughs> awful. Just awful. Um, but you could do art, and these are not my words, game playing, snacking. Now that's talking to me. Yeah, snacking's okay. Snacking. can do that. I could snack all day long. Actually, I have actually <laughs> snacked all day long. I'm preparing for it. Preparing for it. Love making oh. or hiking. <laughs> or, or what? What was the last thing? Hiking. Oh, hiking. So, uh, <laughs> oh, love making or hiking. Geez, that's a great choice there. I'm not sure <laughs> what? what's worse. <laughs> what person wrote this list? Away. <laughs> They both get you sweaty. I don't like it. <laughs> you can put that down as leg day or something like that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, dear. We're going to lose oh, our sponsor dear. again. <laughs> but there are some simple summer solstice rituals. I can't believe I just said that. Um, simple summer solstice rituals uh-huh. uh, that you can do. Now, here in Australia... Always have a look at what your fire dangers are because <laughs> a bonfire is your traditional thing to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, we don't want to start mammoth fires here in the Australian summer. Um, so if you can have a little fire, do so. If you just want to light a candle, you can do that. If you have a nice little fire pit from Bunnings, 
you can um, get that out if it's safe to do so. So, again, having, you know, witches love to burn stuff. I yes, I love burning stuff. Yeah. It's so good. I know. So, again, you can write down on a piece of paper something that you wish to release in the coming month and burn it. You can focus on a question, pardon the pun, but you could call it a burning question in your mind. <gasps> There's a cream for that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And gaze into the fire and just allow your thoughts, words, images to pass through your mind into your consciousness. So it's like fire scrying. Um, so just, you know, I don't know, I always find staring at fire quite hypnotic. I do too. Because yeah. burning stuff. <laughs> yeah, so when you're not burning stuff, hypnotise yourself in front of the fire and um, just allow, you know, if you do have a question, just allow your mind to sort of flow through that thing. Oh, take photos because you're always guaranteed to get a demon or something in there. Yes, Always, absolutely. fire demons. Well, <coughs> and the, the fire smoke always follows me. Just yes. me in my face. I'll move to the other side, it'll blow in my face. So well, it's nothing worse when they blow in your face. <laughs> No, it's terrible. It's terrible. Cough. You can't breathe. Terrible. What was we breathe? breathe. <laughs> can't T- breathe. T-H, breathe. <laughs> breathe. Like oh, we've I'm lost it. <laughs> Just I'm going to get my bath. <laughs> yeah, bath. <laughs> so I'm going to go through these next ones. Yeah, take over, Christy. We're gone. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Getting together, oh, I can't have to turn the volume down so I can't hear you <laughs> laughing. That leaves in the background. <laughs> She's worse than me. Keep going, you're doing a marvelous yeah, I've job. Got it, I've got it. Oh, look, so gathering your friends, and it can be formal or as informal as you like. Everyone brings a plate and just celebrating um, companionship and friendship as you move together into another season. Yes. Now, that for, sounds like for some uh, people overseas, we must clarify that when we say we bring a plate, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we actually have food on it, not yes, just an not empty just, plate. Not just a plate, no. Yes. Put food on the plate, yes. bring it to share. Mm-hmm. Bring it to share. Mm-hmm. And for solitary witches, it's a beautiful time to actually make your own preserves and jams. So harvesting all these beautiful summer fruits that are in at the moment here in Australia mm-hmm. and spending the time of preserving the magic and the spirit of, spirit of the solstice energy. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then, and then you've got these jams or preserves, whatever you want to call them, <coughs> and that could be part of also your winter solstice tradition is actually opening one of those summer solstice jams on winter solstice and bringing that energy to the opposite end of the wheel there. Oh, very nice. Very yes, nice. Yes, and bringing like in the energy of sunlight right there to your kitchen table. Mm. So just before no. just before Christmas, or that, that those few days of, of Christmas, we have the summer solstice. Very nice. Yes. Look, to me, that just says a week of partying and eating. And and eating and drinking. Yeah, I think we'll just leave it at yeah. those. And burning stuff. Mm. Burn stuff. Uh, none of Burn. the other stuff. None of that hiking, all that other stuff. <laughs> now, Christy, you have a stock left uh, to sell for Christmas? I do. I do. We've got cards. We've got oracles. We've got 
spirit boards, we've got crystals, we've got witchy homewares. Oh, I like the witchy homewares. Whole heap of stuff. Awesome. selling cups. So if people Uh, want to have a look at what you have in stock online, where should they go? Spiritsandspirits.com.au And will they have time to get it before Christmas? You would have to talk to Ozpost about that. Yes, mm. but there is the option of using Express Post, guys. You just have to pay a little bit more, yes. and um, that will get it to you quicker. But once again, it's in the hands of Australia Post at this stage. Yes. They're still pretty good because mine are getting through. I've got the Express Post for Ozparatech, and it is getting through quite quickly still. Mm. I do feel like the episode of The Goodies where I want to start my own pirate postage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mm. All right, but my yes, sweet. Doing yes. the best they can. I'm yes, sure they right. are. They are. They would be stretched out to the max. Yeah, and don't yell at the delivery guys. They're doing the best they possibly can with a crazy amount of parcels. Every yeah. year, the parcel delivery thing's getting bigger and bigger because nobody's going to the shops. Yeah. So thank you, Christy, yet thank again you, for You're a welcome. fabulous sesh. And we will speak to you for the last time this year next week. Bye. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome back. Now, if you are holidaying in the area here, uh, Newcastle and Maitland, during the Christmas break, we have put on some extra ghost tours at Maitland Jail. And so we have three dates available and they still have vacancies at the moment. Yeah, there's pop-ups. If you are thinking about doing something quite unusual between Christmas and New Year. At night time when it's nice and cool. At night time when it's nice and cool. Come through to Maitland Jail and uh, you can actually book online through the Maitland Jail webpage and go do tickets. Then hit the date that you want and go to nighttime tours. It's a little complicated, isn't it? And then um, check out whether the um, Ghost Hunting 101 is still available and book your tickets yeah we have the 28th the 29th and the 30th of december we've popped a few up there because we know people that between the christmas and the new year looking for things to do yep um so get in there and uh do a ghost tour Yeah, and you can look you can take your kids as long as they're over 16 15 15 over 15 so um, and mature it is something that the whole family can do and enjoy uh we did have a tour last friday and it was Filled with young people, it was, youngins. They were right into it. I have to say, we've had a couple of young groups come on now. They've been fabulous. They have been amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I was expecting them to be silly and giggly and carrying on. They were right into it. Yeah. Um, and the the young guys that we had on last uh, Friday night, they were awesome. They were so good. I was doing some irrecue work in the shower block, and um, I was sort of. Trying to inspire the ghost to come out and talk to us, and um, poor M, who was helping us, got scratched a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I said, "All right, ghosts, I want you to go and scratch someone here." And I said, "Who would like to be scratched here?" And there was dead silence. And then one of the boys went, "I will, <laughs> <laughs> I will." <laughs> and I thought, "Good on ya." I will be a victim. 
he didn't, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there are some new tours up on the site now. We've got three tours that we have put on. They're ready to go. So if also you're looking for a Christmas present for someone you love, those tours are ready to be booked. Yeah, and we've yep. got a little surprise coming up. Oh, haven't is... we just... <laughs> It's so exciting. Nobody but I think th- four other people know about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, include the, the person who pointed it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's very top secret. Yes. It yes, should be revealed shortly. Can it go off like a cracker? Mm. Now, in the meantime, we need to say goodbye. We do. We're going to go to the news, and there's a great song coming up. We thank you once again for being with us this evening. We love being here and um, sharing our spooky stories and a bit of laughter with you all on a Sunday night. We hope that it closes up the Sunday and it allows you to start the new week with a smile on your face. And apologies to those people we didn't get to on the phone, but it died. It died. It died. That's all right. That's what this show is all about. Yes. All right. So we are heading to the house of the rising sun. Sing along, everyone. And we shall see you next week. Now, remember, stay spooky. And see you on the dark side. Be frightfully good. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable sometimes unconventional but always entertaining it's spooky sundays with Anne and renata sunday from 8 p.m only on newcastle live brought to you by thrive broking